Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Walter, welcome to the cave. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, exciting times man. October 11th right around the corner for the new season of the Oval yes sir how's it feel man we'll be waiting a little while for the next season to come up hey listen the wait is over we are back listen I'm excited myself man I was like everyone I don't have to answer any more questions about when are you coming back I don't understand sisters is back on when are y'all coming are y'all coming back we are back October 11th, and I'm very excited as you can see. That's great. We're gonna jump more into the season uh, in, a, in a little bit, but I was doing some research on you, and I wanted I wanted to know a little bit more about Walter. Born in hey. Philly, born in Philly. Yes. That's right. Father, father of the military, and you've been all over the world. I gotta know what's your favorite yes. place in the world. Probably oh, it's a toss up. I was about to say Japan, but I love Europe. What it is, it was just a different time then, right? I was older when I was in Japan, and that's when it started for me. My dad got out of the military, re-enlisted, and then we started traveling. So I was born in Philly. We lived in Jersey at McGuire Fort Dix. Uh, then we moved to Japan for another three years. I think that had an, an, a very serious effect on how I look at life now. Seeing other cultures from the beginning that's different than me, and not just American, you know, but what we would consider foreign. And so it wasn't a domestic experience. It was more of an international. So by the time I got to be 16, 17, I was a wild child, but also, you know, uh, I had a, I had a broader spectrum of, uh, 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 you know, outlook in terms of the world. You know, so I wasn't just limited like a lot of uh, some of my friends, you know, that I was growing up with, with whom, whom some of whom of which I'm still friends with. But they were always like, Man, you just always kind of seem like a little different in terms of how you thought. So. That's great. What yeah. so? What at what age? Like, did you kind of like get in a little acting bug? When you were like, "Oh man, this is I want to get into this." From the beginning, man, I remember being four years old, living in Japan, Kadena, Kadena Okinawa. There was this show on television. It was a military program, man. It had all the kids on there, like Sesame Street, right? Okay. But it was a base program, and so I used to see kids on the show, man. They get on the show, they'd be all on these little bleachers, like we about to take pictures for elementary school. And the guy would come around with the camera and he'd be like, oh, so tell me your name. And the kids would be like, hi, my name is Billy. And they'd say, okay, well, tell me your name. My name is Christina. And you get to one kid and they'd be like, hey, tell me your name. And he'd be like, like a deer in the headlight, right? And I'm like, oh, man. So at that age, even at four, man, four or five, I was like, man, I want to go on that show. I can't believe those kids got on there and didn't speak. When I get on there, this is what I'm going to do. And so my dad got us on the show. So my brother and I go on the show. We get on the show, tell me your name, tell me your name, tell me your name. They get to my brother, tell me your name. Hi, my name is Reggie. Oh, wonderful to meet you, Reggie. Very nice. Are you happy to be here? Yes, that's good. So you get to me. Tell me your name. I ended up being just like those kids I was talking about, man. <laughs> I was a deer in the headlights, couldn't say anything. I remember that feeling to this day, man. And what it did, when I look back, I'm grateful for it, because what it did was when I finally kind of uh, took that leap of faith for myself to become an actor, mm -hmm. It gave me the courage. It was always that thing that was kind of haunting me. You know what I'm saying? The Lord before was constantly knocking on, at my door, but it did propel me forward. So that's when it started, man, when I was very young, from the uh, beginning. Your father didn't try to push you into the military or anything? 
No, my dad was good with that, man. He didn't uh he didn't force that kind of stuff. He did have that military, you know, even uh South and West Philly mentality in terms of how he grew up and some of the uh things he instilled in us. So he was hard in ways, uh, but mm. uh also soft. Um, but uh in terms of acting, my dad, man, when we were in Jersey uh at McGuire Air Force Base the second time when we came back from Japan. Basically, my dad was doing the King speech, the Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech all over, man. He was one of the first guys to do it very well. I mean, well. Uh And he started getting death threats and everything when we was in Jersey. So we did a march in 1983. Martin Luther King III came down, man. It was like something I never seen, man. It was like the red carpet. You had the military processional. Ms. Coretta Scott King was supposed to come, but she had another event that she had to drop out of last minute. So Martin was there, but it was just him solo. I remember being... A little kid, I was like Gary, Gary Coleman size, like just re- really small. But I remember man shaking his hand, looking up to him, and it was like Martin Luther King the third. It was a big deal. We were supposed to do a march. We got N words slurred on our cars and placards up all over the place. We'll kill you if you make this march. So Martin Luther King the third thought it wasn't a good idea to do it. But my family, man, like we come from a lot of entertainers. My my aunt Doris sang, sang opera all over Europe back in the time when segregation was. It's my great aunt, you know. So it was when uh, segregation was at its at its peak, um, she got a lot of death threats and, and, and things intimidated here in America. So she went over to Europe, and uh, you know, had a successful career over there. My grandmother, grandfather, they just seemed like entertainers. My mom and dad. I was just around it all the time. My uncle actually was roommates with Kobe Bryant's father at LaSalle, and they were really wow. good friends. Yeah, so I came up around a lot of people. I like to, I, I, I sometimes elaborate on. I grew up around a lot of fame and all that kind of stuff, and it just kind of was in the pocket. My brother used to rap back in the day. I was just always around it. I was just going to ask you, like you said, your brother wasn't that show with you. What's he doing these days? Now he's a contractor, man. He started out. <laughs> he went <laughs> he the other way. Yeah, but we're both, it's like I was telling him even the other day. I was like, we're both successful and creative just in our ways. You're doing mm-hmm. homes and you're doing uh, commercial you know, sites and all this kind of stuff, man. I'm like, listen, that, that's something to be proud of. You've always done it since you was like 18, 19. You was ahead of the game. I'm just now catching up. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you, when I was doing the research on you, I saw that you've worked on some cool projects. You did Heaven, which was a short film. You know, you've done like Grey's Anatomy, The Young and the Restless, yeah. like – What's been your favorite other than the Oval? Because I know you're going to say the Oval. Well, the Oval was a godsend. Anything that Tyler brought for me, man, it was great right off the bat. But if I, I think I, if I had to choose, I would choose like some of my uh, predecessors and I would say my next project. Okay. A lot of people <laughs> say that. A lot of yeah, people say that. Because I, I love I love all of them. It's kind of like loving children. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You love them all in different ways, but you love them all the same. And you're grateful for every bit, bit of, of, of experience that you have. Yeah. During, during those occasions and then you then you look into the next one like what's next you know i think that's i think that's just life the nature of life you know it's just like uh you 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 have a a, a port of destination or a goal out front for yourself and then you then you want to go to the next port of destination now that i've been to france where we gonna go i want to go i want to go to i want to go to let's go to australia let's, let's go let's go to africa you know let's, let's go over here let's go to japan this year you know yeah, anyway yeah, so what's, what's, what's Walter's goal or dream role? My dream role, listen, my, my goal, my ultimate goal is to not be the best, but to be one of the best mm. in this industry in terms of in terms of what I offer. It's not to say that I'm that I'm trying to be better than anybody else, right? Because I've had a, there's a lot of great ones out there. 
Acting is so subjective. It's not like getting out there and who's the fastest on this day. You know what I'm saying? You could be the best and still not be like, I don't like him. I don't like her. You know, so that's just the nature of life. But what I do want to be is held in the conversation. Why? Because that's what I wouldn't have started this journey had I not believed in myself to, to be one of the best. Uh, I think I want to, it's the, it's the, it's like the professional arena, like the NFL, the NBA, okay. the NHL, NLB, you know, to serve at the highest level. I cannot pass this run past the point of service. I do see myself as a servant in the guest service industry. I see myself as a servant. I'm grateful for the fans. I'm grateful for all the other actors and players and crew that collaborate with us to help us make this magic so that right. we can live this life and entertain in ways that creates magic in other people's lives. So it really is about servitude for me, truly. That's awesome. So let's jump into the Oval. Did you think yeah. that, did you think the like, there's a big fandom of the Oval. People are loving this show. Yes, they are. <laughs> They get and they'll let you know too. Oh, yeah. They'll get online. Listen, I get DMs, messages, and I just, you know, like I grew up, I got a thick skin, man. You know, I don't take any of it personally. I just see it all as entertainment. And yeah. I, I just I like I take the good with the bad and understand that they work together. And I'm grateful for the, all the fan commentary that's out there. <laughs> and the support. There's a lot of Facebook groups out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are. I get people to call me up, even family. Whoa. You know they got memes of you online. Oh my god! I'm like, I did not know, <laughs> but enjoy it. <laughs> Do you ever get the random text meme? Every now and then, I'll get yeah. it. And the tripped out part is, man, my wife will even do it sometimes. So I start, <laughs> you know, doing the back, you know, getting, getting into it. <laughs> so we all know you as Sam Owens, uh, yeah, Secret Service. You know, yes. obviously, yes. I mentioned it before we went on the air. Ed Quinn, you know, Franklin Hunter. Yeah. What do you love? What do you love about Sam Owens? Listen, okay, so let me just say this. Just to be very specific for all your viewers, the name is Owen. Owen. That's not, yeah, yeah, so it's not, it's because I get that a lot, right? And then I'm like, well, then someone will say, well, why do people call y'all Owens? And then and then you'll see people online, they'll be arguing about it. It's not Owens, it's Owens. So let me start off with that, right? Let me leave with that. But in terms of being, uh, just tell me the question, ask me the question. What do you, what do you love, what do you love about this character? Oh, listen, what I love going into this character, man, is how it was built. When I read the script, it was a page turn. So you get 22. I think we had 25 the first season. And as I read the first season, I could hear all of the characters. Like, mm. without even had met, I had met anybody. It was just how Tyler wrote it, maybe because I had worked with him on the Jeff Farewell Tour and, um, and Fall from Grace already. We had been on the road a lot. Maybe I already kind of knew his rhythm in terms of hearing it. Yeah. But when I heard it the first season... I heard all the characters, and so I was like, oh, a lot of what I hear, even in terms of Sam and my relationship with everybody, I was like, this kind of reminds me of my dad, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and how I grew up around him when we were in the military and how he worked with, you know, young, you know, uh, uh, recruits and stuff like that, so I did draw from a lot of that, I can't deny that, uh-oh, my headset, no, you're good, I'm gonna take this off, <laughs> it's going off, can you still hear me okay? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Beautiful. So I'm gonna turn this up. Um, so yeah, uh, my father was was is half of the character. And to be honest with you, this is a secret. I don't think I've ever told anybody before. The other half of the character is Ray Donovan. What I like, and I don't have, I haven't even watched the series, right? I saw series one or at least half of it, but then I I, I did I couldn't afford cable at the time, so I lost track and fell off. 
But I like the essence. It was something about this man that I like because I saw Sam Owen as a little trouble from the very beginning. Mm. This inner conflict. And I and that's the thing that reminded me of Ray Donovan. He it was something that was unspoken. And it was like this, 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 this seamless kind of connection that's that 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 Sam has too, that's unspoken. And that quiet demeanor. Like you see how loud and boisterous and all that energy mm. I am. And, and something told me, walk, go against the grain, bring all that back and relate that like your dad and this kind of temperament together. Cause my dad can be all that too. And so it was interesting to me how Sam had to be poised and controlled at all times in these kind of situations to represent the white house and his family name and all that, you know, in a respectable way, but it has been difficult for me, <laughs> but I do find comfort in a familiar uh, kind of a grace in it now. So mm -hmm. I love it. What do you think was the biggest challenge playing this character? The time. Yeah. Because <laughs> Tyler Shoops, man, I love the man. Listen, when I tell you I'm completely grateful, I am completely grateful. Completely mm. grateful. But he shoots. Like, we did 22 episodes this last season in eight days. Last year, we did it in eight days. Wow. Like, on the schedule, it might say 14. It might say 12. But you already know it's not. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes... You know, it's a labor of love. You're like, where am I? I'm like, hey, Tyler. You know, he's like, hey, well, you need a break. You need some time. You need, you need anything. I was like, yeah, can I get this in a minute? Yeah, sure. And then he'll walk back. He'll be like, and action. I'm like, oh, you know, so is that. <laughs> you know? I've I've read interviews with him where he's like, he's already thinking about the next project while That's he's right. doing this project. That's right. And the man, I think he edits. He does everything. By the time we even shoot the day, it's done. Yeah. I'm like, man. So. <laughs> That's been an experience, but I'm I'm grateful because I feel like in many ways it has made me uh, stop thinking in so much as an actor. So it's, it's been great. So so Sam in the show, he's like, I'm, I'm going to put him in the category. He's one of the good guys, but then we also have a few villains on the show. Who's your favorite villain? Oh, it's tough, man. Shoot, sometimes I wish I could be the villain. I, I say my favorite <laughs> villain is me. <laughs> now, if I had a second, because I'm fighting a war within myself. Right. I'm fighting the war within my marriage. There's a lot that's going on. I'm fighting the war in the White House. It seemed like Sam, even from the beginning, was the hub. You got the wheel, you got the spokes and Sam's the hub. Right. He's trying to help everything stay together. He's trying to maintain his own integrity and not doing such a great job. But he's fighting. At least my man fighting. Right. He didn't get to the edge of end of the rope and let go. He's still kind of trying to pull himself up. And I think he's going to crawl his way out of this. So. I guess outside of myself, if I had to point a finger at somebody that's really, really just not a maybe a good person and like if, in life, if I wouldn't want to have anything, just be too close with them because they might rub off on me. Uh, I would have to say Kyle. Sorry, Kyle. You know, I love you, Brad. Brad's a dope dude. Brad is a dope dude, but he's taking... He's just taking directives, so it's not him. He's just doing his job. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, for a second, I was waiting for you to say Lodric's character, Donald. I had Lodric on the show, and he's his character is all yeah. over the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, I think it's that Kyle, uh, 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 uh Lodric dynamic. Yeah. Because of their love affair, and of course, we know Kyle is being uh, 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 manipulated so much by the chief of staff. But I think. There's a part of me that's like, but that's still a brother. 
<laughs> but my brother yeah. may not do me in, even though we crabs in a barrel mentality, you know, systemic. Yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, I said, man, that Kyle, man, he is, he is, he'll, he'll do anything if you tell him he's going to do it. <laughs> I know we can't talk about spoilers, but what are you hoping for when the fans return to watch this show for the new season? What are you hoping they get out of it? Man, I hope they just continue to catch fire. I hope they uh, continue to fall in love with the show. Uh, I, I consider it a love affair. You know, it, it just goes, it's an everlasting thing. Like, like I hope they wake up uh, Tuesday morning with the, with, the, with, the, with the mindset of, man, I can't wait for this date tonight, you know, because it's been a hard week. It's been tough. This life is sometimes stressing me out, like in these ways. And I just, I just need to escape. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I need something to just allow me to forget about something for a while, like a, like a great book or something. You know, just allow myself to just a great game. You know what I'm saying? You know, just, just get lost and mesmerized in the magic of what they created, and what I'm a, a what, what I feel like the fans are, you know, helping to collaborate. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because I. I don't know for sure, but I do think Tyler or someone gives Tyler some of the um, things that, you know, maybe the blogs are asking for. And then he just writes it, some of it in his way, you know. So if nothing else, continue to love on us and we'll continue to love on y'all, man. And uh, we'll just keep this thing going. And you never know. He loves these spinoffs, but you'll get a Sam spinoff. Hey, I receive it. Oh, what? <laughs> All day is mine. I got it. <laughs> I like the way you think, my friend. <laughs> so so the Olos uh, returns October 11th. What's next for you now? Any other projects you're allowed to tell us about that you're coming up or working on? Listen, I get offers sometimes that come up all the time, but it seems like they always seem to coincide with right around this time of year or right around the time of year at the beginning of the year when, we, when we're starting work again. So there's nothing on the horizon. I've had some opportunities to do some wonderful projects that I thought were wonderful that, you know, some, some passion projects that I was going to get into, but then, um, my life kind of took a turn and I had to scramble and move and, and you know, uh, and, and, and adapt, you know, to, and yeah. that's the way I say, I said champions adapt. So, you know, I'm adaptable in that way. Yeah. Take a little break and then continue on the grinding. And, and what's next, you know, something's coming. Why? Because yeah. I, I'm on that A-list track on that A-list track, or at least that's the goal. That's the port of destination. Maybe not the very next port, but that's mm. what, that's what. Awesome. Yeah. Walter, how, how can the listeners and the viewers uh, find you on social media? Keep up with you. Little Lord Font on Instagram. Now, listen, y'all, I'm a middle-aged man. I'm social, but I'm not as social. <laughs> I need a, a, a midday nap sometime. But you can find me online at, uh, at Walter Fontleroy on Facebook and also at Little, L-I-L, Lord Font, my last name, on Instagram. And I yes. promise you. I'll keep you updated with what's going on in the show. There you go. Walter, this was a great chat. Thank you for coming on, my friend. Thank you, Elias, man. I appreciate you, man. I love that that Chronicles, that the man, the Chronicle sign behind you, man. Perfect. I'm trying to think of my own YouTube stuff and get stuff together. I love that, man. Keep there you go. rocking, man. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.